Hello and good evening. Hello. Hello and welcome to the Chungcast this evening, all my listeners. And we have a very wise and special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Um, Kwame. Nice to meet you, Kwame. And um, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself before we begin, a bit, a bit about your background and so forth? Ah, well, um, as I said earlier, um, I'm, I'm Kwame. I mean, originally from, well, born in sunny isles of Jamaica, but my ancestry is of Ghanaian, uh, rich Ghanaian heritage. Um, I've, I've basically dispensed of my uh, colonizer's name and taken on my African ancestral name, which hence the name um, Kwame. Now, I'm, I'm nearly uh, a man with a passion for the upliftment of my people, basically. We lost you there. You still... Hello? Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Chungcast. And today we have, or tonight rather, we have a very special and wise guest. Would you like to introduce yourself firstly? Well, the name is uh, Kwame. Nice to meet you, Kwame. How are we doing this evening? Well, it's actually a pleasure to be here, and thanks for... It's a pleasure having you. It's an absolute pleasure having you. So, um, firstly, would you like to tell us a bit about your uh, childhood growing up, your background, just so, you know, listeners can get a bit of a feel about who you are? Well, I mean, I'm originally uh, from, well, born and raised in the sunny Isle of Jamaica. I, I tend to refer to, uh, to it as the Isle of the Caribbean Jewel or the Jewel of the Caribbean Isle, so to speak. Okay. I... I have uh, been in love with, I mean, Mother Africa from I was a mere child. As a result of that, I've researched my ancestry mm -hmm. and decided to ditch my colonizer's name and taken on the name Kwame, which is from my Ghanaian heritage. Kwame actually means king or wise one from the Akan language in Ghana. I'm basically, I'm just an ordinary man with an extraordinary passion for my people. So anything that has to deal with the upliftment of, of my people, then I am all for it. I will move mountains in order to do that. Basically as a way of introduction, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Sounds like I, I have lost the host. Are you there?
Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I lost you for a while. I don't know what happened there. Um, something is really trying to, uh, you know, stop this conversation this evening. Uh, but we'll, Do you want to start it over again? Uh, we might have to. Um, okay, that's Sorry, no, Trey. That's... I don't know what's happened no, no, today. No. This is the first time it's happened to this extent. It's really bad. All right. We know the enemy is trying to block out whatever energies you, mm-hmm. you, you know, I was thinking that anyway, but I wasn't going to say. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> let me send it again. One minute. Okay. Hello and good evening, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This may be our last episode as, you know, we actually are running out of wonderful people to interview. Um, and also bear with us, we've had a few technical difficulties today, but hopefully we get through it. Um, this evening we have a very wise guest, wise and knowledgeable guest. Would you like to introduce yourself, please? Greetings, and uh, first of all, uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. I hope that we will both be enlightened by whatever discussions we may engage in during the podcast. I'm Kwame, by name. Nice Uh, to meet you. Nice to have you on the show. It's a pleasure. Actually, it's my pleasure. Once again, as I said, thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. Humbled by it. Thanks. Thank you. So would you like to tell us a little bit about uh, your childhood, growing up a bit about your background, just so everybody listening can sort of familiarise themselves with you and, you know, just get to know a bit more about Kwame himself? Well, I was born and raised in the Sunny Isle, or as I would like to call it, the jewel of the Caribbean Nile, which is Jamaica. Okay. I, I've traced my ancestry back to uh, Ghana. As a result of that, I had to do the honorable thing and to ditch my colonizer's name and take on the name of my ancestry, hence mm-hmm. the name Kwame. Mm-hmm. Hello, are we still there? Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Kwame? Hello. Hello. Oh my God. I'm going to have to start again. Because I'm getting thrown off. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right, man. And I lost no, the, the app. I lost the notes and the questions I'm asking you. So I'm trying to <laughs> while I'm looking through my phone. No, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. Sorry, sorry. Third time lucky. Third time lucky. Okay, cool. <laughs> Hello and a very, very good evening to everybody this evening on the Chungcast, tuning in. Thank you very much. We appreciate your support. Um, We've had a few technical difficulties this evening, so we are actually recording it uh, over another method. Um, But either way, we're going to get it done. So uh, this evening we have a very wise and intelligent guest. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself? Greetings. 
I am Kwame. Lovely, lovely to have you on the show, Kwame. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, before we get deep into the conversation, would you like to just give us a bit of a background about, um, you know, your childhood, growing up, um, just so the listeners can get a bit more of a feel about who Kwame is? Uh, first of all, let me say uh, thanks for actually inviting me to be on your show. I'm indeed humbled and honoured for the opportunity to engage with um, people who are have a passion for people and um, whom I'm sure we will both be enlightened by this experience. Yes, I'm very sure uh, we will both be enlightened by this experience and also everybody else that has, uh, you know, taken the time out of their, their day, their night, their evening to tune in, which uh, I'm sure we're both equally great, grateful for, Kwame. Um, but yes, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on also. Well, I'm from the... I was born and raised in the jewel of the Caribbean Nile which is Jamaica and from I was a mere thought in my uh, parents mind I mean Africa was in my blood still is in my blood and as a result of that uh, when I became a man I actually traced my African ancestry and it led me to Ghana West Africa uh, to the Akan tribe. As a result of that, I had to do the honourable thing and to disassociate myself from my colonizer's name, hence the name Kwame. Kwame actually means wise one or king, and also in in Ghanaian uh, heritage, the name that one is given also has to do with the day on which you were born. So it also means that I was born on a Saturday. Yeah, I really like uh, what you mentioned there about, uh, you know, changing uh, your your name from your colonizer's name into your, you know, ancestral name. Um, I think that's a very admirable and honorable process to undergo and to have even actualized in the first place. Um, and it has a lot more deeper meaning than, than you know, people may, may actually realize. So, so well done to you for, you know, taking that journey and, and uh, accomplishing that. Um, would you also like to tell us what are your most memorable experiences that you would say has shaped you to the man you are today um, and has also, you know, influenced um, you know, your passion for wanting to help others. Give thanks for that. Yeah, it, 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 it would actually be a dishonor had I not disassociated myself uh, from the colonizer, so to speak. And uh, I had to honor my African ancestry. Now, the most memorable thing, I've done so many things throughout my short life here. My sojourn, I should say, because as we all know, we are merely passing through. 
Uh, but memorable moments. I think the most memorable moments for me throughout my entire life is actually growing up in a household, uh, having the the wisdom and the intellect of both parents. Because, I mean, for me, <laughs> I would have been nothing today had it not been for the love, nurture, uh, encouragement and guidance of both parents. But not only were both parents around, but I also had the nurture, the love and the, the guidance from my grandparents. And the wisdom that I gained from that was remarkable. There is no, no college, no institution at all that could have taught me that. And I am I'm eternally grateful for that. But also, uh, going back to Africa, or should I say, returning to the land of my ancestors, was memorable for me. I've been well-traveled, but the love and the emotions and the nurture and affection that I obtained the minute I set full foot on the soils of Africa, I knew I was home. And that for me was an emotional journey. And uh, outside of growing up with both my parents and grandparents around, that was memorable for me. I can tell by the way that you speak of those uh, experiences that you feel, you know, has shaped you, that uh, made a huge impact on your person. And um, I can also tell it means a lot to you. Um, and I think it's absolutely amazing, uh, especially, you know, in this day and age, coming from, you know, emancipation and so on and so forth, wind rush type of days. Um, there was many, many uh, broken homes due to, uh, you know, the trauma still being released, if you like, from, you know, our great, great grandparents. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing that someone like yourself got to experience a traditional, solid family unit because, you know, that shows uh, how important it is on, you know, creating and growing uh, a sturdy human being, um, you know, and from what you said, it seems that structure, stability, solidarity, uh, wisdom and love being the main thing uh, is what made you such an amazing person today uh, that we're very lucky to have on the show. Um, so, yeah, would you like to tell us a bit more about uh what it is that you do for people um, in this day and age because you're very good at what you do and you're very good at sharing, uh, you know, your knowledge uh, on certain topics that, you know, not a lot of people uh, have at their fingertips but are very instrumental in terms of navigating successfully through life. I'm actually humbled by uh, those sentiments greatly appreciative as well but you are absolutely correct having structure around us and uh, 
and especially a stable structure that is necessary towards shaping men of today. It was necessary for me, um, but as we all know, that was taken away from us in order to divide and to conquer us. But I'm not, I think that is perhaps for another topic. But yeah, I am grateful for the sentiments, as I said, as I said earlier. And as to what I do, <laughs> well, I do, I do many things, as I said. Um, you see, what I realize is that the vicissitudes of life has rocked and uh, decimated many of us. Not all of us are able to stand uh, when we come under pressure. Many of us crack. But if we stop to check, uh, my daddy has always told me just to consider a diamond. And uh, it's merely a rock that has undergone pressures. And one of the greatest diamonds you have is the black diamond. I think as a people, that is who we are. In any case, I am well learned in various uh, subjects, not through education, because I shun education, but through knowledge that has been imparted unto me via, as I said, my parents. And when it comes on to knowledge and to intellect, there's no greater than my own daddy. And I give him thanks every day for having imparted such knowledge unto me. And I'm able to utilize that knowledge to navigate through many of the vicissitudes of life. And I mean, I utilize said knowledge in the upliftment and, and empowerment of my people, whether it be through legal uh, matters or, or lawful matters or uh, whatever it is, whether it be through, through finances or historical matters, whatever be civil, criminal, I'm gifted, so to speak, purely because of the knowledge that's been imparted onto me and I utilize that to the betterment of my people. I think it's very touching um, as well that, you know, um, in a way, whoever has bestowed knowledge upon another individual, um, that is how they live on through that person forever. Especially if, you know, you keep passing that baton of knowledge uh, to, to, you know, future generations. Um, and I think, you know, education it doesn't kind of have the same essence of meaning. Um, you know, knowledge that is passed down is very, um, how do I say it? It's very, like, you know, like in a setting of a tribe or what have you, the most sacred thing that they usually deem as, you know, very special uh, would usually be the passing down of ancestral knowledge. Uh, and I feel that because of the educational system, unfortunately, we've we've lost that that essence. Um, and you know, I'm glad you emphasised that because maybe people listening they'll be encouraged to, you know, uh, take take up that sport once again, if you like.
Yeah, so um, also I would like to ask you, um, what is it exactly that you do for others? And also, uh, even more so, what are your inspirations? What is your driving force? Absolutely correct. You see, education is bad for us. At least these are my views and I hold strong to those views. By educating us, educating is someone else imparting their views, their opinions, their ideologies onto us in a matter that we have got no say. It's not beneficial to us, it's beneficial to him. And for centuries, we have been miseducated and indoctrinated. Uh, our children have been subjected to that and are still subjected to that today. Why? Because we allow it to happen. We are the only nation on the planet that allow our demonizers to educate our children. When we are the ones who should actually impart knowledge onto our children, that's our responsibility. And I think it's a responsibility we should all take seriously and begin to impart knowledge onto our children and to stop this miseducation and indoctrination of them i think we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our ancestors and we owe it to generation next and the sooner we do that the better for us i think that's very true it's very true and um you know it is important to have our own infrastructure uh, like as you mentioned, you know, um, the Asian guy has his own, you know, community of businesses and his established culture, wherever he goes on the planet, you know, um, anywhere you go across the world, you can find a mosque, um, you can find a Chinatown, do you know what I mean? You can even find, uh, you know, some, some shopping centres that are dedicated just to, you know, Polish cuisines and what have you and we do we do get um you know the caribbean restaurants and and stores and so on and so forth but when it comes to expanding into commerce and institutions um not so much uh i would say that uh the melanated people would come under the category of uh working class and staff rather than you know actual having a whole institution uh, recognised and established to themselves and their culture. So I think that was an excellent, excellent point. Um, and it would be lovely to see a bit more of that in the world, uh, you know, have a bit more equanimity. Um, so, yeah, what is happening in terms of your poetry journey? Because... Um, I believe you mentioned to me before, uh, offline, that you are a poet um, and an award-winning poet at that. So would you like to touch on uh, your poetry journey? You are absolutely on point. And I think when we stop, you see, life is really simple. It is man who com complicates it. Yet man thinks he is the wisest, the wisest creature on earth. And, and when we stop to check, man's actually not. Man's actually a detriment to his own 
to his own self. Because when we look at nations and countries, for instance, we realize that a country or a nation are actually little pockets of communities. And uh, how a community develops and the strength of that community or the economic viability of that community is dependent upon how each individual within the community interacts with the community and how the community interacts with each individual. You see, there's an African proverb called Ubuntu, and it actually means I am because we are. So it means that I cannot exist without the individual and collective efforts of each and every individual. Likewise, the same for each and every individual with my individual and collective uh, efforts. But you see, as Africans, we have been miseducated for so long. Actually, Carter G. Woodson wrote a, a book about that, that uh, I think it encapsulates this point so well. It's called The Miseducation of the Negro. And basically, what Carter G. Woodson is saying in that book is that we're being cultural, culturally indoctrinated rather than being taught. Now, this conditioning, he claims, causes people like us, I mean, Africans, to become dependent and to seek out inferior places in the greater society of which we are a part. Now, history shows that it does not matter who is in power. Those who have not learned to do for themselves and have to depend solely on others never obtain any more rights or privileges in the, in the end than they did in the beginning. Now, a direct quote from Carter G. Woodson's book actually says, when you control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his actions. You do not have to tell him not to stand here or go yonder. He will find his proper place and will stay in it. You do not need to send him to the back door. He will go without being told. In fact, if there is no back door, he will cut one for his special benefit. His education makes it necessary. So you find that education is a weapon used to miseducate and to indoctrinate us in order to benefit those who are educating us. And it's time for us to change the narrative. Only us can do it. In the words of the great Bob Marley, emancipate ourselves from mental slavery. It is that mental enslavement that is holding us back more than anything else. And only we can do it. Now, <laughs> as it relates to poetry, I am enticed. The it is almost like spine-tingling emotions that moves through my entire being when it comes to uh, poetry and anything poetic, because I live and breathe poetry. In fact, life in itself is poetry because how we move, the rhythm in how we, we speak, the words that 
uh, comes from our mouth. It's all poetic. Now, for me, um, I write every day on various topics. I mean, can be the experiences of others or my own experiences. But I, I tend to express that in a manner which others can understand and can be encouraged and empowered and uplifted by it. I was <laughs> trying to evade that, you know, because, you know, as we're all aware, there are some things that are best left unsaid. However, what is it that I do for others is more than anything else, I bring peace, love and joy to our people. When you see a young man who is broken by uh, societal norms or societal impressions of him, and uh, to see that man uplifted and empowered. When you see a sister or a mother equally as broken, and then to see them stand tall and stand strong and utilize the very same issues that were meant to break them, use them as stepping stones in order to rise higher. Now that inspires me that brings me joy that brings me peace that brings me love and this is more than anything else what i do for my people and i will continue to do until i've breathed my last breath now <laughs> as it relates to poetry i am enticed the it is almost like spine tingling emotions that moves through my entire being when it comes to uh poetry and anything poetic because i live and breathe poetry in fact life in itself is poetry because how we move the rhythm in how we we speak the words that uh, comes from our mouth. It's all poetic. Now, for me, um, I write every day on various topics. I mean, can be the experiences of others or my own experiences. But I, I tend to express that in a manner which others can understand and can be encouraged and empowered and uplifted by it. Yeah, I think, you know, touching on what we said earlier in regards to having a strong family foundation um, and love and support within the household, um, you know, that's very important. But for those that have possibly missed it for whatever reasons, um, it's important for others that are more collected within themselves to, you know, take on the responsibility within reason, still within the constructs of their own boundaries and, you know, what they're willing to compromise or not healthily um, but we do still owe it to owe it to each other to lift each other up um, it's a shame that we are taught uh, we're miseducated even to believe that you know um, every man for themselves um, you know just very selfish tendencies 
when really in reality uh, we are our brother's keepers um, you know and for that what we should take away from that is that we should all look out for one another we should all call out one another when we feel um, you know we're not acting in our highest selves in a loving way we all should encourage each other support each other you know all the things that we're told we shouldn't expect from one another in a community however um, I'm sure communities that are thriving have more of those aspects than not. So that would be proof that those components are key to having a better quality of life. Um, so I love the points that you made there. Um, also, uh, we're going to bring it to a close shortly. Do you have any projects coming up? And what are your favourite philosophies or what life advice would you give, uh, you know, anybody listening, especially the younger generations coming up? Yeah, and you see, as I said earlier, with regards to uh, uh, poetry, it is, it is a passion. And uh, one of the reasons I write, in fact, writing is me. I write to be free, to be free, I write. I write for me, I write for you. I write for anyone and everyone who desires to be. The moment I discovered writing is my impression, my gift, my influence, my conscience, wouldn't allow me to dismiss it. I realized I stood to lose all if I failed to express it. Yet I stand to gain everything by manifesting its eloquence. It's at this precise moment my fluency for living began eloquently flowing. Writing, my life, my art, my profession. Where would I be without this passion? <laughs> ah, I would simply be compassionately passionate about expressing my passion. Writing, my life, my art, my passion. Writing is me. I write to be free. To be free, I write. I write for me. I write for you. I write for anyone and everyone who desires to be. You're absolutely on point with that. Agreed. Uh, the full hundred. As it relates to uh, projects. Well, I've got uh, several projects going on at the moment. Especially as it relates to uh humanitarian projects in both in Africa and the Caribbean especially in Ghana and in Jamaica I have a few humanitarian projects going on there especially towards uh giving the youth to let them know that there is a better way there is much lies ahead than what lies behind and also to give them something to aspire to than what they see in mainstream media. And for our elderly, our elders, uh, to show them how much we appreciate what they have done for us and to give back to them uh, more than anything else, some of what they have given to us especially the knowledge that they have imparted into us. Now it's time for us to nurture them physically and mentally. 
So those are some of the projects I am engaged in at the moment. Um, as it relates to words or philosophy for for our people or for the youths. Well, basically, for me, as I said, having the support and nurture of both parents was was king for me. And uh, one of the things my parents always taught me was about not following the crowd. That means irrespective of what the crowd may be doing that is popular, if it is wrong, I need to stand on the side of truth, even if I'm standing alone. We may be beaten, maligned, you know there is peer pressure out there, but as long as we are standing on the side of truth, truth stands alone and truth needs no defense. So I would impart that unto all of these youths. And loyalty is also key. So know who your friends are and who you are friends to, because in order to have a loyal friend you must be a loyal friend so in other words we are what we seek show me a company i tell you who you are yes that is a very true saying um you know your friends are the people that influence you the most um, so if you're not being true to yourself, you may not have the right people around you. Um, and sometimes it takes, you know, upsetting a few people to position yourself into the right environments. Um, but hopefully they, they either learn from the experience or, you know, they find themselves eventually. So I think that was a very good point. Um, we're going to come to a close now. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, I've enjoyed every single part of the conversation, very informative um, and intellectual uh, discussion we've had this evening. Uh, pretty much like most of the podcasts, I've been very fortunate to have some amazing people um, on here. Um, this may actually be our last podcast because uh, in all honesty, I've actually ran out of people to interview. Um, however, you never know because I still will, you know, push it out there and maybe perhaps, you know, people will reach out. Um, but yeah, in terms of the actual planning, I've interviewed every single person that I had in mind. Um, and, you know, it's been it's been a really, really great experience. So if you don't hear from the Chung cast again, it's been an absolute pleasure having you guys taking the time out of your day, your evening or, you know, whatever time of day it is to tune in we really do appreciate the love and the support and also thank you a big big thank you to our marvelous guest kwame um and if there's anything you'd like to say to close off any you know businesses you'd like to give a um, some recognition some recognition to or you know anything you'd like to promote uh, now's your chance this is the one that uh, i made for alicia um the lady that um i said that uh, I'm quite close to from the Infinite Eight group. 
um, you don't have to put a picture if you're not comfortable. I totally understand. Um, I give everyone the option to, you know, choose whether or not they want to put a picture. Um, if you don't want a picture of yourself, um, all I would ask is if you send a picture that you feel resonates with yourself and, you know, gives the impression that you want to give. And then, yeah, I will also send it to you once I've made it. And then if you want to, you can also use it to, um, you know, let other people know that you've made a podcast. And if they want to listen in, this is where to find it, so on and so forth. And I shall also do the same on my socials. It's an absolute pleasure for being here. I can't thank you enough for having invited me in the first instance. I've thoroughly enjoyed my time here engaging and reasoning with you along the various uh, topics that we have discussed. I hope your audiences would have been enlightened and empowered by what we have disseminated uh, tonight. I definitely have been enlightened by it. So once again, thank you for having me. As it relates to uh, the various projects that we have out there, we have a foundation by the name of the Tafari Foundation that is doing great works out in in Africa. One of the projects that the Tafari Foundation has in the pipeline that has been placed on hold because of the current pandemic situation was to take our people from these shores here in the diaspora and return to Africa, either for repatriation purposes or for investment and uh, charitable purposes Um, but that's been placed on hold at the moment because of the current pandemic situation so we're currently just observing how things pan out in order to know how to strategize moving forward we're also engaging in uh, humanitarian works in 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 helping uh, the youths out there especially in Ghana We also have the same project through a foundation called the Turf Foundation, which operates in Jamaica, especially out out in East Kingston with the youths and our our elders. It's a give back, more uh, charitable humanitarian project. There is also a business with a brand by the name of Trevolution. Now that Trevolution brand is about health and wellness, you know, in in teaching our people how not just to eat right, but also to eat the right food at the right time, you know, to cleanse our mind, our body and our soul in ways that will enable us to utilize the greatest nutrition for life. In that brand, there's also a hair and skin natural products, you know, straight from Mother Nature. And also in that brand is a fashion line as well. Uh, the Trevolution brand has three distinct names. Uh, beauty for Ashes, which belies the health and beauty care natural product line there is health is our greatest wealth which belies the uh, health and wellness side of things be it natural juices 
and and other uh, products for our health and and wellness and also greatness is our dna which belies the fashion line now i'll keep you posted on these projects as we as we go along but once again thanks for having me it's been an amazing pleasure and i wish for you more than anything else that you shall prosper even as your soul prosper and in the spirit of ubuntu i am because we are Ache.